The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied we begin today's daf on daf chaf amud bet and we begin right on the bottom two lines amar lerav ashel amemor kiriad meomed minalan we learned in the previous story that uh, there was a story of Amemor that made Kiri'ah when he was sitting. As a result, he repeated the Kiri'ah while he was standing. So you see already that there's a Nyan to do the Kiri'ah while standing. So the Gemara wants to know, How do you know that Kiri'ah has to be done? The Pasuk says by Iyov, that he stood up and he ripped, he tore his garment. This is a story of Avilut. So you see that what? Kiriyah is done, Me'omid. But the case of Yibum, where the husband or the brother-in-law does not want to fulfill the Yibum, he wants to do the process of Halitza. So the Pasuk says, Ve'amad, and he stands. Ve'amad, and he tells the lady, Ve'amad, lo hafasti l'kahta. Right? I do not want to take her. Ha'chanameh. Are you going to tell me that it also means that it must be done standing? Because it says the word Ve'amad. Ve'atanya, we have a brayta. Ben Yoshev, Ben Omed, Ben Mota. Whether he's standing, whether he's sitting, whether he's standing, or whether he's leaning. So you see the word Ve'amad is Lavdafka. So how come when it came to the Pasuk of Iyov, where it says Ve'amod, Ve'yakum Iyov, Ve'yakla, Me'ilo. So who told you that is? Me'omid. So the Gemara says, By the case of Halitza, it doesn't say, and he stood up and said. It just says, which is the Torah just speaking in the normal way, as if we would say, like, and he was standing and he says, but not that he goes out of his way to stand. By Iyov, the Pasuk says, and he got up. Implying that he was sitting first and went out of his way to stand. So there's a difference between Vayakum and just Ve'amad. And therefore the Pasuk is Davka teaching us that you have to stand, a person has to stand when he makes Kriyah. So another statement, Rabbi Muhammad says, How do you know we know that Kriyah is done? Mi'omid. So the Gibra says, Again, same pasuk. Yov got up and he ripped his garments. Dilma who said maybe Yov was being mahmir. Maybe he did something extra. Who told you that the standing for the kiriyah is mandatory? Maybe Yov was being mahmir on himself. He did something extra that's not mandatory. Because if you're not going to say this, vayagos etrosho. The pasuk says he's trying to pulling out his hair. How can I? Are you going to tell me that's also mandatory for someone that's in mourning to pull out his hair? Of course not. So therefore, the proof is not a proof because you see, he already did things that are above and beyond, extra. The source for Kiliyame Omid comes from David Melech when he heard the news that Avshalom had killed some of his children. So the pasuk says, "Vayakom Melech 
ויקרא את בגדיו. זאת אומרת, דוד המלך גרע, אני תורס גרמץ. זאת אומרת, ודלמה מילתה יתרתה עביד. Again, maybe David Amir would do something extra. Who told you that his standing up was mandatory? Maybe he would do something extra. Because we're not going to say this. Which means it says he also lie down on the floor. Are you going to say that that's also mandatory? Now we know that lying on the floor is not mandatory. Kifiyatamita is mandatory. When you turn over the bed, but not that you have to sleep. On the floor. So the Gibbara says, well, how do we know that that's not mandatory? Mm-hmm. Let's say he sat on his bed. This is talking about the mourner. Or he sat on a chair. Or he sat over the, that she calls it a machteshet gedola, which would be the, um, the grinder or the mortar as they call it. Which means he sat either on the bed, a chair, on the mortar. He did not fulfill his obligation. But what obligation are we talking about? To turn the bed over. Not to sit on a chair or to sit on a mortar in a different way. This is the mitzvah. And you see over here that what? If a person does not uh, turn over the bed, he's not yotzeh. And then sleeping on the floor is an extra item. You're not yotzeh kiviyata mitah with that. So obviously David HaMelech did extra things by sleeping on the floor. So then we have no proof that when he stood up for the kiriah, that, that is mandatory. The Gemara says, Amar ke'en arsa. Which means when it says he slept on the floor, it means it was as if he slept on the floor. Meaning, really he made kiviyata mitah. And since he made kiviyata mitah, which means he turned his bed upside down. So the Pasuk alludes to that and says it was as if as he slept on the floor. He didn't sleep on the floor. He slept on the upside down bed. But that's Ke'en, he only did things that are mandatory. And therefore, just like the Kiviyat Amitai did was mandatory, the Pasuk says he slept on the floor, which doesn't mean really the floor, it means Kiviyat Amitai. So too when it says Vayakum, that he got up to rip his clothes, that is also a mandatory item. Now the Tosafot uh, over here, says that when it was four holes over here when it says okay, that he uh, lied down on the floor so it was four want to say that he definitely did this uh, action over here because of the avilut because of the purpose of uh, mourning so the hadush over here is that the navi comes and tells us that this was talking about actually this pasuk when David Melech was uh, when the pasuk says over here Vayakum Melech Vayikra et Begadav and then it says uh, it says Vayishkav Arsa that's what this pasuk of Vayishkav Arsa is written by the story of Batsheva when Batsheva had her first son and the first son died. So the Pasuk says that David HaMelech reacted in during that Avelut by the Pasuk saying, by Yishkav Arza. Just so you know the history. The first Pasuk was talking about by David and Avshalom, and the Yishkav Arza was in a different episode. And the Gemara is trying to prove over here that for sure David HaMelech was Kofi Mitato, Tosmot says. Even in the Havamina, we had no doubt he was Kofi Mitato. Because David HaMelech obviously follows the Halakha. If the point of the Gemara is that we see that not only was he Kofi which is assumed, he also slept on the floor. That means he did extra things. So from the fact that you see he did an extra thing of sleeping on the floor besides Kifiyat Amitah, 
could be also stood up for the Kiriyah, which is also an extra. And to that, the Gemara says, no, the Vayishkav Arsa is Kifiyat Tamita. It's not something extra. So all Tosafot is trying to say, oh, don't think that Mira Melech in the Abba didn't do Kifiyat Tamita. Vadai did Kifiyat Tamita, turned the bed over. Ela, we thought that he turned the bed over and he slept on the floor. It was an extra item. And then we see that he was involved in extra activity. So just like he was involved in extra activity of Vayishkav Arsa, he was also involved in Vayakum when he got up to, to rip his clothes. Kamashullah, no. That is Kifiyat Tamita. Vayishkav Arsa is mandatory, and therefore, that's a proof. And therefore, Vayakum is mandatory as well. Comes the Gemara and continues. We have a brighter. Now we're going to discuss different things that are asur for an avil. The following items an avil is forbidden to do. Asur bimlacha. Number one, he's forbidden to do melacha. We learned that from the derasha comparing avilut to hag. Just like on the hag, it's asur melacha, so to avilut, melacha is asur. Bilhitsa is bathing, washing. Well, that's also a the hitzah of ta'anug, because that brings pleasure. Okay? Ube sikha, sikha is anointing, that's similar to the hitzah. Ube tashmi shamita, that's marital relations, also pleasure. Ube nailat, a sandal, wearing shoes. Vasur likrot bat Torah, ube nimim beketubim. It's not allowed to read any of the books of the Tanakh. Vilishnot, be mishnah, no can he read mishnayot, be midrash, be halachot, ube hashas. No, in the Agadot, uh, which is the Derashot. Which is all these things over here are forbidden. Now, does she right away ask the question, what do you mean? You're telling me that he's permissible to learn, or it's forbidden to learn. But what do you mean? Avil is Hayav and Odom is in the Torah. So if an Avil is Hayav and Odom is in the Torah, how can you tell me that uh, he can't learn? So that she answers, learning is different. Because learning is a mitzvah that brings to simha. Happiness. And therefore, anything that brings to happiness, that's already going to be asur. Now, the but if the people need him, he's a rabbi, he gives shi'urim, and they need him to give the shi'urim, he does not refrain. Meaning he can give the shi'ur. The story of the son of Rabbi Yosef died in Sipori. He entered the Beit HaMidrash. And he gave the Darashah the entire day. So you see what? If the Rabbi needs him, it is permissible for him to continue giving the shi'ur. He had a certain avilut. So he thought that he's not going to give the shi'ur that day. So the learning is that if you if they need you, you do not refrain. So the rabbi was telling, "Well, give the shiur." So he thought to give the shiur in the normal fashion, meaning having the miturgeman next to him. The way they used to do it is he would broadcast the shiur in the shulah kodesh that's and then they would have a miturgeman in Aramaic that would give it over to the people. So he thought to do it in the normal way, meaning bringing his miturgeman. That's the amora. Amar le rav tanya. Which means you can't bring it to a turgeman, but you have to show that there's a shinui. So what do you do? It was a story where the son of Rabbi Yudab passed away. So the rabbi of Hanania sat next to Rabbi Yudabi. So the Yudha whispered the Shi'ur to Rabbi Hanania, the Rabbi Hanania bin Akabya Liturgeman, and he subsequently whispered it to the Turgeman, the Turgeman, Hishmiya Ali Rabbi. So they did it in a different uh, pattern and therefore it was 
במשרות תוספות, דיבור למטרל אלו דברים שאבל אסור בהם. He says that the Gemara is only discussing things that the אבל is אסור to do, and not the things that he's obligated to do. The Gemara also does not discuss the Isur of Hanachat Tefillin, which is also Asur, because that item is only Asur on the first day. This Gemara is discussing things that are Asur throughout, and for that matter it doesn't discuss the Isur of She'ilat Shalom, greeting people, because that also has limitations to certain days. The Gemara also does not quote Kibbus, laundering, Tosfot says that Kibbus is included in the Rechitzah, Laundering clothes include what the Gemara says, the uh, Chitza. Then to Zafot, seven days or thirty days? No, this is seven days. Seven days. Seven days. It doesn't say that either. Correct. Because you can shave if it bothers the food. Okay, that's only the Okay, in any event, Zafot does then say that the Menhag today is not to do Kifiyat Tamita, nor do they do Atifat Harosh. We learned that one of the things that the Avil has to do is cover his head. So he says, because they're going to suspect that he's involved in Kishuf. Because today we live next to Goyim, and if the Goyim are going to see uh, beds turned over and things like that, they're going to think there's some type of sorcery taking place, and it could be dangerous. And furthermore, he says, that the way the beds were done in the olden days, so those beds lent themselves to turning them over. But is our beds today that have poles coming out of the top of them, when you turn them over... There's no difference, which means it looks the same. So therefore it doesn't make such a difference. And then he says when it comes to the atifa, since the atifa is atifa yishmi'ilin, that would look like a sok, it looks like a, uh, a joke. The, the way you would have to wrap yourself up, the people would understand it, it would look like a joke. And therefore, these items are not done today. Comes the Gemara continues. Incidentally, the Tosafot on Diburi Matir, Vasul Ekrod Batorah, he quotes over the Benu Yaakov, that says that the Avail has more restrictions than even Tisha B'Av. Which means what, what is permissible to learn at Tisha B'Av, the Avail is Asur. That was the Benu Yaakov's original thought. And then Tosfot says, V'hazarbo. But then when he saw Yerushalmi, he did uh, retract. Comes Gibran says, Tarun Rabbanan, Avail, Gibran Yamim Rishonim, Asur, Lani Aftafilin. The first three days... The avail is forbidden to wear tefillin. Now when it says three days of age, it should be pointed out. Some have the text, the first two days. And even if you have the text three days, it means not including the third day. So this opinion is holding that only isur of tefillin is two days. And the Gemara says clearly, Mishlishi va'ilach, and from the third day on, Vishlishi bichlal, including the third day, Mutala niyar tefillin. It is permissible to do. But let's say new faces, people that have not consoled the mourners yet, they show up on the second day. So therefore it says, or on the uh, third day actually, they come on the third day, He does not have to take his tefillin off. Because you might have thought that maybe on the third day, if he's going to wear his tefillin, the people might think, that he wore the tefillin the day before as well. And that's Asur. So it's a Meditayin issue. So he said, no, once the third day comes, even if a new person comes to the, to the house, he can leave his tefillin on. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Rabbi Yeshua argues and says, Avel bet yamim arishonim asul ani a'tefillin. Mishini, vishini bichlal, mutal ani a'tefillin. So Rabbi Yisrael, only one day is Asur. Meaning from the second day, and including the second day, it's permissible to wear the tefillin. However, he's mahmid in this sense, that if somebody comes on the first, uh, on the on the second day, 
So then already, uh, he has to take his tefillin of Cholets. Why? Because if he's a new person, he might think that just like he's wearing tefillin today, he might have wore tefillin yesterday. And therefore, we have Rabbi Yoshua is uh, stringent in this sense, but he's lenient in the sense that he says that tefillin is only uh, not worn on the first day. Amar Rav Matna. What's the reason of Rabbi that says tefillin is not worn for two days? When it talks about the morning days of Moshe Rabbeinu, it says Yemeh. So Yemeh means minimum plurality is two. Implying that the main avilut is two days. And therefore, Tefillin cannot be worn. Now the reason why they pick Tefillin is, because Tefillin is called Pe'ed, is a glory. And it's not proper to dress, to wear a Pe'ed, which is the glory at the time of that a person has effort, that a person is wallowing in his uh, in the ashes, because these two customers to put ashes also on top of the head. So therefore, that's why they pick the feeling. In any event, it's from the word Yemeh. Why says only one day Which means they call the Avelut, the Harita, the end, Kiyom Mar. It's like a bitter day. So therefore, the Ikara Avelut according to him is one day. What does Rabbi Yoshua do with the words Vayitimu Yemeh? And Moshe is different. Moshe Rabbeinu's Avelut was a very severe Avelut, because it's Moshe Rabbeinu after all. Therefore, his Avelut was two days. But everybody else is. The Ikara of Lut is one. Uh, oh, what does it mean? The Ayaz do with the Pasuk Ba'aritaki Yomar, which is Mashrat's one day. He says, Ikar Merira Had Yomar Yeah, the main Merirut is one day, but still the Ikar Avilut is two days, the Gabedi Tifidin. So each rabbi has their own Pasuk and uh, goes back and forth what he does with his uh, other, with the other Pasuk. Comes the Yamanan says, Amar Ulah, now we get discussion of Ulah. Halakha, can it be the Ezer, Bahalitza? We're going to follow the Halakha, can it be the Ezer when it comes to Halitza? Which means, what was it be the Ezer? So that on day three, it's permissible to take off the Tefidin. You don't have to put it back on if somebody comes, which means Bahalitza. You're allowed to take. Bahalitza, forgive me. It is permissible to uh, keep the Tefidin on. It's permissible, 100%. It's permissible to keep the tefillin on, and we're not worried about merit ayin on day three. And we're going to follow the Yeshua hanaha, which means it's only uh, forbidden the tefillin on day one, which is day two. It is permissible to, you're not permissible, you have to wear, person has to wear tefillin. So let's review what he said over here. That on day three, it's permissible for him to wear the tefillin. He doesn't have to worry about marit ayin issues. Day three, because that's what Rabbi Yehuda said. He'll talk about day three. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, he's going to forsake that what? That on day two, he starts to wear the tefillin. So the Gemara asks now, Ibaidu, Bashini leula. What happens on the second day? Cholets or in cholets? Which means you only told me he goes like Rabbi Yehuda to get halitza. Well, the Gemara halitza, Rabbi Yehuda said you keep it on on day three. So if you're following the Bidiyayaz and the Gabay day three, what is he all the Gabay day two? Because on day two, according to him, you wear Tifidin. So we want to know what's going to be the deen. Do you have to keep the Tifidin on? Or do you have to take the Tifidin off on day two? Do you have to take it off on day two? So the Gabay says, Tashema, Marula, Choletsu Meniyah, Afilu Meapamim. He comes along, you take it off even a hundred times. Which means, no matter how many times a new person comes in on day two, 
Bottom line, that's really have to be taken off. And they put it back on again. Somebody else comes in, new guy, take him off again. Even a hundred times. So you see from over here, comes out. He holds like Rabbi Yoshua that what? The first day, no tefillin. Second day, put the tefillin on. But what? But yocholetz afilu me'apahamim. In the sense that what? That if somebody new comes in, we're worried that he's going to think that you want to be the day before as well. So then we'll take it off. But that's on day two. However, on day three, then already we go like to be the Ayazid, that he's able to uh, keep the Tiflin on the whole day. Comes the Gemara says, Tanya Ramechia, we have a bright that supports Yehuda ben Tema Omer. Yehuda ben Tema says, Choletsu maniach afilu me'apahamim. Again, even a hundred times, he puts them... Uh, takes them off and puts them back every time there is panim hadashot. Rabbi Amar, Kevan Sheniyah, Rabbi argues. says, no, once you put the tefillin on on day two, shuv eno cholitz. Finished, we're not worried about it. Once you put the tefillin on, you put it on. So the Kibbutz says, wait. Ve'arabahu damar alecha ketanadidan. Damar sheloshah. Which means, if you remember, our Mishnah held that what? That a person needs to have three days of Avelut before the holiday in order for the holiday to be posik. Right? Anything less than three days, the holiday is not going to be posik. So what do you see from Rava? That the Ikar Avelut is what? Three days. Oh, so if he holds the Ikar, Ikar Avelut is three days, how can he tell me over here that once you put the Tevilin on, you're not Cholitz, which is Mashu over here from the second day. How could you put on the second day? I thought according to Rabbi, he holds like Amish, he can't have the three days. Because again, here Rabbi is saying what? Once you put on the Tiflin, which is when? We're saying day two. Then a Cholitz. You keep it on the whole time. What do you mean? How could you tell me you can put on the Tiflin on day two? I thought you hold that he can't have is three days, like you said in the Mishnah, that unless the guy was mourning for three days, the holiday is not. So the Gemara answers, Mitzvah Shani. Yeah, mitzvah is different. Which means the Gabet Tefillin, since it's a Mitzvah, we're going to be Mahmir and say he has to put the Tefillin on already on day two. And she says, Kalamaru Ilu Mitzvah, Dariya Tefillin Matzilani on the Altar, Bishini. Immediately has to put it on on the second day. Comes the Gemara and continues. Incidentally, Tosafot holds the bottom Tosafot on the Amud Rishon. He wants to say that. Tefillin is worn actually in the Tiftosvodimishtishiva. He wants to say that Shabeab, the Beliyus Hag was matir to wear Tefillin. Because we treat the Shabeab as Yom Shilishi of Avelut. So according to everybody, Yom Shilishi of Avelut is a day of Tefillin, and that's the Eter to wear Tefillin on Shabeab. Comes the Gemarai continues, Tarabanan. We have a Blaita. The first three days, it is forbidden for him to involve himself in melakha. That's the hadush. That even a poor person that takes charity, still the first three days is very stringent. No work. From then on in, it's permissible for him to do work modestly in his house. But Tosfot says, who's able to? Only Ani. Which is not everybody. This heter of Bitsinah Betok Beto is only for a Ani. Which means once already the, the third day comes, already it's permissible to do work. However, it should be noted that Tosfot does bring another shita that wants to say that after the third day, including the third day, could be permissible for everybody to do work. It's a mahluk that this is just for an ani, or even a regular person. Tosfot brings down 
both shitot. Vaisha tava bepelach betoch betana. Lady is able after the third day to uh, spin with the spindle the uh, threads in the house. Comes Gibran continues. Tanurabanan Avel Gibran Rishonim. The first three days of Avelut. In Olech Lebet Avel. He's not allowed to go to another house of mourner. Because he wants to pay a consolation visit to somebody else. Now the first three days he doesn't leave his house. Even to go to another house of mourning. But after the third day he's able to go. But he does not sit in the place where the consolers are when he visits the house. He has to sit where the mourners are sitting. The Torah learns from over here that this is the heter that we have to go to synagogue on Tisha B'Av. Because again, since we consider Tisha B'Av is the third day of Avelut, so that allows us to go out. Otherwise, in Avelut, the first three days really cannot go out. But if you consider Tisha B'Av like the third day of Avelut, that is the heter to go to the uh, synagogue. Comes Avel Gimel The first three days of Avelut, Asur B'Shelat Shalom. He's not allowed to. Greet people with the specific term of saying Shalom. From three to seven, he can only respond. When if somebody tells him Shalom, he can respond, but he cannot initiate. After the seven days, he's able to say Shalom and, of course, respond in the normal fashion. Shalom. You tell me the first three days the Abel is not allowed to say Shalom. we have a Story of the children of the Akiva died. So all the Jewish people went and they gave a great eulogy. When the people were leaving the eulogy, Ahmad Rabbi Akiva Asafsal Gadol Ve'Amar. Rabbi Akiva got up on a bench and he said, Achenu Bet Yisrael Shema'u. Listen, brothers of Israel. Afilu Shene Banim Hatanim Minuham Hava Bishvil Kavot Shasitim. Which is even if my sons were married, where the pain is much worse and they had died, you should know I am consoled because of the kavod that you have done today. And if you have come to honor Akiva, there's many Akiva Bashuk, which means the kavod that you came is not for me. There's many Akivas in the marketplace. So why did you come? But this is what you said. You came because you know I have the Torah of a Kadosh Baruch Hu in my heart, which is you came to respect the Torah. And if all the more so, your reward is going to be compounded, it's going to be doubled. Number one, you fulfilled the mitzvah that you consoled me. And number two, the Torah. You only came because you know the Torah of God is in my heart. So he told them, go back to your homes in peace. Shalom. Oh, we have a question. I thought we said that in the first three days there's no Shalom. Shalom. This is different in Yan. This is Kavod Rabim. Rabbi Akiva was one of the masses of people, and therefore he allowed himself to tell them Lechu Lechalom. Kemalah now analyzes. Megimal Be'ad We said from 3 to 7, Meshiv Ve'enoshoel. 
he can only respond but cannot initiate. After seven shu'el umeshiv kedarko. That he's able to do it kedarko in the normal way. Urminu, we have a contradiction. Hamotzit chaviru avil. The person barmanan sees his friend avil. Betoch la midyom, within 30 days. Medaber aimot and homim. So of course he has to talk to him words of consolation. Ve'eno shu'el bishlomo. Aha. He's not allowed to tell him shalom. Now right away, that's a question of Chaurah. Because we said after seven days, already Shu'elu Meshiv Kedarko. Now you're telling me within 30 days, already a person's not allowed to tell the Avel shalom. After 30, Shu'el Bishlomo, then already he's able to tell him shalom. And that's it. After 30 days, do not talk any words of consolation. It's over. Meta ishto. Barmenan, if a person's wife passes away, Venasa isha acheret, and he got remarried. Now the case is talking about over here, the Mephashi point that, as she antos for, within 30 days. How can he get married within 30 days? In one of two scenarios. Either he has no children, then it's permissible for him to get remarried within 30 days, or he has little children, and he needs help with them. Uh. Therefore he's allowed to remarry to so his new wife will take care of the children. In any event, person should not go into his house of his friend within 30 days and start consoling him, because it's not kavot his new wife. Because it's going to, as if uh, his new wife is not uh, existent. And therefore it's going to be, uh, make the new wife feel bad. However, you find the guy in the marketplace, So you say with a, uh, a soft, uh, soft mouth and a heavy heart, meaning you give him a certain type of consolation, but only in the marketplace, not in the, uh, not in his house. Oh, so bottom line, we have a question, question mark after this line, which means, you just told me that within three and seven, a person, the, the, the Avel, is allowed to respond. Right? A person is allowed to respond. And here you're telling me now, that even after seven, a person over here now, is not allowed to say Shalom to the, uh, to the Avel. Because what do we say, if you see him in the street, you console him, within 30, but you cannot tell him Shalom. But over here, it's mashma that after seven, that's the point, after seven, Kedarko, everything's back to normal. Shu'elu Meshiv Kedarko. So how could you tell me that after seven, Kedarko, but here it says even after seven, you can't even tell them Shalom. So it was Amar Avidi Baravin, Hu Shu'el B'Shalom Acherim. Yes, there's a difference. He is allowed, after seven days, he is allowed to Shu'el B'Shalom Acherim. He can ask how they're doing. Why? Shahidim Shurim B'Shalom. Because yes, other people have Shalom. Other people have peace. However, Ahirim and Shualim B'Shalomo. But others are not allowed to tell him Shalom. Why? Shu'enu Sharui B'Shalom. Because he is not at peace. And therefore, the way we reconcile is as follows. Look at Rashi. Amar of Idi. Hu Shu'el B'Shalom Ahirim. Kedoma. Tarit Hadit Tarimikan Ve'edon Shulek Shu'el Kedarko. That which we said, that within 30 days, That means he is allowed to initiate and say shalom to others. Why? That which we learned above, that within 30, 
That means in Aherim Shoalim Bishlomo, that others are not allowed to uh, tell him Shalom within 30. Why? Because he doesn't have Shalom. So again, according to, at this point in the Gemara, when it says Mikan Va'ilach, which means after the seven, which means within the 30 days, after the seven, he is permissible now to tell people Shalom, because they have Shalom. However, after the seven, within the 30, they are not allowed to tell him Shalom. That's the way we answer. Okay? So come to Gemara and says, What are you talking? It says over there uh, that he's able to Meshiv. Uh, he's able to respond. Which means already after the third day, between three and seven, he's able to be Meshiv. Michlal. Implying that what? That they must be telling him Shalom. How could you be telling me that you're not allowed to tell David Shalom only till after 30 days? Already after the third day it says, he answers. What do you mean he answers? I mean they're telling him Shalom. Kibbutz says, no. We're talking about people who don't know. What do you mean? The guy doesn't know. He comes after the third day and tells the Avel uh, Shalom. In that case over there, he doesn't know. So you don't got to embarrass the guy. You tell him Shalom. Hatam Nameh. So the Gemara says, hold it. If that's the case, why are you only telling me from three to seven you can be Meshiv? You should even be able to be Meshiv the first three days. Why did it say the first three days you can't do anything? Why? The Quran, the first three days you should be able to be Meshiv. Why? Because if you talk about a guy who doesn't know, the Quran should apply even on the first three. Gemara says, now, Hatam Muda'lehu. In the first three days, very severe. A guy makes a mistake, and doesn't know the guys are You tell him, listen, uh, the guys are you're not to do what you just did, and he doesn't answer. But after three days, and therefore, you don't have to uh, stop. So therefore, it comes out according to this so far, that the first three days, nothing. Even if a guy makes a mistake, and tells the Avel Shalom, you tell the guy, listen, he's Avel, he can't answer you. Finished. Within three to seven, even the Avil cannot initiate, cannot tell the uh, people Shalom. However, if, and nor can they tell him Shalom. However, if they made a mistake and they told him Shalom, so then already you don't have to tell the guy anything, and the morning can answer back Meshiv, but only to those that made a mistake. But if there's no mistake, really there should be no Shalom. Uh, being interacted back and forth. Oh, now after the seven, again, within the thirty, which means, he can now tell people shalom, because there is shalom by them. But they cannot tell him shalom, because he doesn't have shalom. After thirty, they can even tell him shalom, because now after thirty, the avilut is technically over, and it can be the shalom. So let's review quickly, again, the levels. The first three, no negotiating. There's no shalom back and forth, even if a guy makes a mistake, you have to let him know. Between uh, three and seven, again, there's really no shalom between anybody. However, if the the menachem makes a mistake, you don't have to tell him, he doesn't know that the guy's mourning, you don't have to tell him, and the mourner is able to answer back, able to be Meshiv. Between 7 and 30, the mourner can initiate Shalom to others, because they have Shalom, but they cannot initiate Shalom to him, because he has no peace. But after 30, they can even initiate Shalom to him, because by then he has peace. But the Gemara has a question on this. What do you mean? No. 
months. First 12 months. Of course, within the first 12 months he has to speak. Words of consolation. Uh-huh. Here we see it's not a 30 day. You cannot tell Shalom to the mourner within 12 months. But after 12 months, Shoel Bishlomo, you can say Shalom to him. And again, no more words of consolations. You're able to speak to him about the deceased indirectly. Since you don't mention his name. You don't mention the name of the deceased, but you just tell him, uh, meaning uh, be consoled. That's after 12 months. Not directly referring to the deceased. Why? Let's say a person sees his friend. After 12 months, and he starts giving him consolation, and so on and so forth. What is he analogous to? Let's say a person broke his leg. And it healed. Now he sees a doctor. Come to me. I'll break your leg again. And then I'll heal it. So I'll prove to you. So you know that my healing, my medicine is very good. Which is after 12 months, the guy forgot already. So now you're coming along and you're saying, Oh, your father, he was such a this and such a that. Now you broke the guy again. And now you come along and say, But be consoled. So what do you, you want to break the guy to show that you know how to fix him? Don't break him. After 12 months, only minatsad. Oh, but by the way, we have a question. We just said that while... That after 30 days already, she'elat shalom is permissible. You could tell the mourner shalom. Here we're saying the cutoff point is 12 months. Kebara says lakasha ha ve'mo ha bishar kerobim. Depends. When it comes to other relatives besides the mother and the father, after 30 days, he's back to receive shalom from others. Now he has peace after 30 days. But for his father, his mother, that's a severe avilut. They cannot tell him shalom for 12 months. So that is the hiluk. Comes the Gibran says, Hatam nameh which means, it said above in the Braita, that after 30, you speak to him words of Tanhumin. The Gibran's question is like this, you told me in the original Braita, that after 30, you see the guy with other relatives, that's mourning other relatives, speak to him Tanhumin. What do you mean? The Gibran says, You should only now allude to it, indirectly. Because the same thing, why should you break something, and then fix it again, like the Gibran's Mashal. You're right. And what does it mean? Which is the Braita above said. I, I repeat for clarification. The Braita above said after 30 days you do not speak Tanhumin at all. At all. Tanat Gibran says, why at all? Let him speak Minatsad. Let him speak indirectly. Tanat Gibran says, you're right. What does it mean when we said, you do not speak to him in the normal fashion? Exactly. But can speak Minatsad. Comes Gibran continues. Tanu Rabbanan. We have a Braita. Avil, a mourner, Gimel Yamim Arishonim, the first three days, 
She's not saying the case is talking, the family is sitting already. One of the brothers was not there where the sitting was. But he was mimakom karov. That's Tosfot says he was within ten parsaot away from where they were sitting. And he surfaced within the first three days. So he picks up the avelut from where they are. He does not have to sit seven days. He's misar after them. Because since he could have gotten there by day one, because he was in a close place, he gets, let's say, day two, he just sits uh, five more days, and finish. He doesn't have to sit all seven. But if he comes from a far place, which means there was no way for him to get there from the beginning of the Avelut, which means he has to start counting for himself. Right? Right? Seven. Mikan va'ilach. Afilu ba. I'm sorry. Mikan va'ilach. After the seven days of avelut, afilu ba me'makom karov monel la'atzmo. I'm sorry. After three days of avelut, he's on his own even if he comes to makom karov. Which means the hidush of makom karov is what if he makes it within the first three days, he just finishes the avelut with them. He sits four more days. Let's say if he came on day three, since that day four, three, four, five, six, seven. Because I'm explaining it to you. Because you could have got there. Since he could have got this, like he's there. Even though he didn't know even, about it. Even though he knew, he knew about it. He knew about it. But the point is, he, he, he didn't serve until day three. But since he could have gotten there on day one, because he's Makom Karov, we can say he's with the family. Because he's cut off. So cut off is like he's there. Oh, however, if he shows up in Makom Karov after three days, you're too late. Finish. Now he has to sit the full seven. His own seven. His own seven. Look at that she now. He could have came from the beginning of the Avelut. We consider it as if he came. He's three, four, five, six, seven. Maybe if he gets there on day three. He's even he gets there by day seven. Uh-huh. He still finishes day seven with them, and it's over. I Meaning he only has to sit one day. Comes Gebran says, Amar Mor, Gimel Yamim Arishonim, Ba Mimakom Karov Moneh Mahem, Amar Abhiyabar Abba, Amar Yuhanan, Vushiyesh Gadol Abayit, Bebayit. One more condition that so long as the oldest family member is sitting, so all the other brothers are drawn after the Gadol Abayit. Is that which we said, Babi Makom Karov, within three days, you follow their counting. That's only when the Gadol Abayit was already sitting. However, if let's say the Gadol Abayit was out of the house, and the Tsaid, the younger one, was sitting, the young one does not draw the Gadol Abayit to his sitting, to his Avelut. And then no matter when the Gadol Abayit comes, he has to count the seven on his own. Look at Ashi now, blessed Ashi the Daf. She is Gadol Abayit. Babayit. Sheba Umatsa Gadol Abayit Bebayit. When he got there, he saw the Gadol Abayit there. Mone Amahin. Imabele Abayit. Vezeh Sheba Uatsa'in Memenu. And the guy who's younger showed up. Amad Imaya Gadol Baderech. 
But the Gadol was on the road, And he came within three days, To bring the Gadol with him. And therefore, Davka, if the Gadol Abayit is sitting, he draws the Tsa'id that comes within three days, but not the opposite. There's different opinions what makes a Gadol Abayit. Some say older, some say the one that makes the decisions of the family. There's a whole question if you say a Gadol Abayit by the older sister, or it's only by a man. But that's basically the two Shitot. Yes, from Tosfo, from Nasir's Masma, older and younger. So from other Rishonim, it's Masma, the decision maker of the family. That should be noted, one Tosfot on the bottom, when Tosfot, the Gemara says, even if he came on day seven, according to the B. Shimon, Tosfot says, you have to say that they didn't get up yet. Because if they, because already we don't accept the Yom Kikudo. They can get up already by the seventh day in the morning. So if the guy surfaces on the seventh day and the thing is over, he's not in the Qur'an Haram. So talk to the Tosfot, you tomorrow, I'm accepting the Yom Kikudo. And then by the seventh morning it's over. So what do you mean if he surfaces on the seventh day he's nigran? Which means there's still consolers in the house. They're still consoling them. They didn't get up yet. And therefore, then we say the seventh day can count for the one that came.